Well, let's go live to Jerusalem, straight to our diplomatic correspondent, Paul Adams. And Paul, uh, just quickly, first of all, as uh, we shift phases according to Israel's military, your assessment of what we were just listening to. Well, I think that note of urgency was, was very, very marked, wasn't it, Matthew? Uh, I, this was, I think, the sternest, strongest, most perhaps impassioned warning from the Israelis that we have seen so far. And I think it's also the first time uh, that they have said that when this is over, you can go back. Uh, this is obviously addressing the fears that many, many Palestinians have, which is that if they leave their homes, they're never going to go back to, to them because the homes won't be there or somehow they will be driven uh, further, maybe even south into Egypt. So I think that was quite a notice, noticeable addition to uh, his remarks. Uh, as for how long this latest operation is going to go on, well, the defence minister has said the operation will continue until further notice, and he has re referred to the fact that we have accomplished a phase in the war. So clearly the Israelis feel that they are doing something slightly different now. Uh, whether this is something that is going to continue uh, in the coming days, or, or uh, we, we don't know, or whether they feel they have somehow accomplished something, we also don't know that. The attack by Hamas was unprecedented. The response is unprecedented, but also the situation with the hostages unprecedented. I think this is really interesting, Matthew. The pressure, the sense of pressure on the government is mounting day by day. It's really, really palpable. There's another demonstration going on uh, in Tel Aviv today. As you've already mentioned, the uh, relatives are demanding uh, to meet with the Prime Minister and the Defence Minister. That meeting, we believe, is going to take place later this evening. And if I could just read you from a, the statement put out by a spokesperson for the hostages and missing families. We are tired of slogans, they say. Our loved ones' time is running out and they have been held in appalling conditions underground in the dark for three weeks, some wounded, and every additional hour could be a death sentence. We expect the Prime Minister and Defence Minister to arrive with clear answers on how to bring the hostages home. That's, those are really strong words and I don't think the Prime Minister can ignore that, this sense that both among Israelis but also among a number of foreign governments, including the United States. They, they really, really want the Israeli government to do whatever it takes to bring hostages home. And there are some people with long experience of dealing with Gaza who say we should be pausing now, we should stop the fighting now to allow an opportunity to get the hostages out. That doesn't mean we won't return to the fight uh, eventually, but just for now, that should be priority number one. Paul Adams there in Jerusalem, thanks very much. Well, uh, the bombardment in Gaza is continuing. I was just looking out of the corner of my eye, another plume of smoke uh, there, and we've seen that uh, in the intensification of this over the last 18, 24 hours. Uh, that the scene of the skyline there, you see the clouds of smoke. Uh, they have been throughout the course of uh, the last little while as Israel moves phases and uh, our correspondent telling us uh, just what that was like on the ground. And of course, at the same time, communications cut off. But uh, we were able to finally reach our correspondent, Rushdie Abu Alouf, in Gaza a little earlier. He used a satellite telephone to communicate with us. Have a listen to this. 
It's about uh, 13, 14 hours Gaza without communication, without internet and without uh, mobile uh, signal. The Palestinian health minister just issued a statement saying that about 400 people were killed overnight in, Israel, in the Israeli airstrikes in the north. Israel said that they have expanded their uh, operation, especially in Gaza City and uh, the north. Here in Khan Yunus also there was many airstrikes overnight with about 20 people killed about 15 targets around this area and around the middle camps. People are really worried since the Israel is cutting all the communication. Uh, people can't communicate with their relatives, with their friends in Gaza City and the north. And people were really in panic. I saw people in the streets today, less people in the streets than yesterday. People are afraid of the next stage of the operation. They believe that cutting the communication, this is the first time ever. Uh, since uh, 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 Hamas took over uh, Gaza and four wars before, uh, we haven't seen Israel completely uh, cutting the uh, communication with uh, uh, Gaza. Uh, the humanitarian situation is also getting worse and worse with uh, 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 Israel not allowing food and medicine. I have seen people struggling to find uh, water. Uh, uh, here in the hospital, people are struggling to find uh, fuel to run the uh, generator and work in the, uh, in the hospital. The uh, medical crews are struggling. The ambulance services is almost shut down since the morning. They, do, they, they say we don't know where to go and how to communicate with the people. After an airstrike, they, they wait for any, uh, any uh, news from the uh, people on the ground and then they move uh, quickly to the, to the scene and back with casualties here in the hospital. So it's a real catastrophic situation. Our correspondent uh, there on the ground in southern Gaza. Let me